0: Weird. <laughs> so, Dave, what are we talking about to wrap up this year, 2017?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, okay, so how do I say this? Um, my brothers in Christ, Dave Ferguson, and via his own blog's uh, website at Christianity Today, Ed Stetzer, uh, started talking about hero making as the new um, uh, goal of what every church planter should be. Um, and so it's the idea of, do you want to be a hero maker? And I want to just talk to you a little bit about the p- positives and the negatives of this idea of hero making as the architecture for understanding who we are to be as church planters, and for that matter, pastors.
0: pastors Did you see of this?
1: Did you? I noticed on Facebook that you saw and took notice of the hero-making um, way of thinking about church planting.
0: Yeah, did I, you? I, I came across it on Christianity Today through Ed Stetzer's blog, um, and it was really just kind of like a an announcement for Exponential, which is fine. And they were talking about their theme, and they talked about a couple different principles. Um, but the language of hear making really jumped out at me, you know, and so I posted a comment or question like, is this really the language you want to use? And, you know, uh, just a couple, uh, episodes ago, we really talked about the importance of language and language police and how, and how does language shape and form our imaginations and things like that. And so you and I are both very much attuned to how language works for us. And so, uh, I, I think for both of us, we're like, huh. I'm going to have to think about that more, like what's happening. And we both got some pushback of like, hey, you guys are totally kind of uh, maybe being a little too critical And the way they describe, you know, it's it's very much of the model of like servant leadership. This is the kind of the words they're using, which, I, you know, we're both huge fans of. Um, and so the question is, is, you know, the principles and the trajectory that they're on, we can affirm, but we're still have, there's a question about this word like hero making, right, Dave? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so uh, the first thing, uh, you know, uh, they have uh, – Dave Ferguson and uh, Warren Bird have a book coming out uh, entitled – I think it's entitled Hero Making. Uh, on the, uh, I have some Just notes this. here, but I can't find them right now. But, uh, but the book starts out with the first line, hero makers. Hero makers have discovered that dying to self and living for God's kingdom through others is the secret of – multiplied results and greater impact. And so there's a, hey, there is a very important uh, lesson here and something to be learned and aspired to. And that is that too often we make church planting about ourselves and we don't uh, uh, invest our lives in developing leaders. And uh, you know that I've had a weakness early on in our church plant life in the vine in terms of intentionally investing in creating leaders leaders were there were a lot of leaders uh, developed and cult and cultivated at life in the vine in those early days uh, but it was unintentional <laughs> but, <laughs> <Accidental>. <laughs> forgive me forgive me for for my failures uh, and I do think that what what Dave Ferguson and whom we love and Ed Stetzer whom we love and for that matter Warren Bird, whom we love and I don't know him uh, nonetheless What I really like about what they're saying is that uh, we too often try to draw all attention to ourselves in planting churches or in ministry. We try to control everything. Instead, let's give up control and let's invest in developing other leaders. But having said that, it's the hero word and the hero maker architecture that I have concerns about.
0: Hmm. Yes. Why is that? What's wrong with the word hero here in America? What associations? Let's do a little free association Rorschach testing with Dave Fitch here. Hero. What comes to mind? Well,
1: hero is someone who uh, uh, all the it's a leader that exalts uh, him or herself to aspire to be this somebody that everybody looks up to and looks towards towards following. And I, the emphasis is on the word up. I mean, hero.
0: It's somebody I who's le- is, elevated, someone who's lifted up as an example. These as, people who
1: can do supernatural yeah. th- I, I don't want to go off on all the superhero movies that are filling our American culture. And but I'm I think not, that that, I actually, that's
0: the first thing that comes to mind with me is a superhero, someone who either has... Gadgets, technology, a bunch of money, and so it can create suits for themselves or someone who has extra. Are you talking ordinary, about Iron Man right now? Yeah, Iron Man, uh, Batman, or people with extra, extraordinary America. abilities. Uh, oh yeah, Captain America, someone who's been manufactured and tested and uh, created in a test tube. You have Thor, you have Superman, people who are. Okay, so, so me and world. my
1: son are into Iron Man. I just want to say I do love the movie Iron Man uh, for a lot of. Very good reasons, and I'm not saying it's a perfect movie by any chance. But, but hero, then as used in America, is not, I think, what Christian leaders should aspire to be. These people with extraordinary abilities beyond all other human comprehension. These people that we can lift up as archetypes. No, uh, I think that we follow in the way and manner of the Lamb. And so there is, by the way, let's acknowledge. Ferguson and, and Ed Stetzer and, and Warren Bird are not saying, oh, look, we're not saying for you to be the hero. We're saying for you to make other people heroes. But the same problem gets multiplied if we are asking other people to be the hero. It's problematic for me, the word hero, because you turn a very good scriptural idea into a mode of self-achievement for one's own ego identity. I want to be a hero, uh, right? Okay. So one, one of the reasons why you and I are struggling in this conversation right now. And one of the reasons why people are thinking about turning off this podcast right now never is happened. because, because, uh, you know, there, there is something positive here in terms of making other people, uh, leaders, but when we put the hero architecture on it, I fear it grandizes uh, what it means to be a leader. And I see sacrifice and surrender of one's own selfish pursuits as the formation of a church planter, where you can actually go be present to what God's doing in other people's lives. That's what a leader does in the in the kingdom of God. And you can point to what Jesus is doing in other people's lives. And, and this becomes the center posture. And so I fear that putting the word hero in there um, creates a problem for identity formation and a striving yeah. to live up to certain things. So even though it might not be you who's living up to it, it's all the other people that you're asking them to live up to that identity formation.
0: All right. So let me, let me try to cast a positive argument here for the word hero because we started off negatively. So I think there is kind of this, you started off positively by the way. We, okay. But let, so we were talking about like superheroes. You could also think of war heroes, people who have done these extraordinary things that we have no context for doing ourselves. But I think there's a different use um, that's kind of like the everyday hero, the paramedics, the firemen, the stranger who pulls a kid out of the street so they don't get hit by a car, people who are doing everyday things to save, minister, um, help protect even strangers. And those are the people that we do. You know, we do want to celebrate those types of things. We do want to cultivate, uh, uh moral intuitions and the ability to do those everyday heroic things. Right, Dave? So, On the one hand, I could see how, you know, maybe they say, well, we're not talking about superheroes, we're not talking about war heroes, we're not talking about our hero worship and our cult of heroes and all the negative pop culture stuff that happens, we're just talking about everyday life. And in that sense, I could say, hey, you know what, like, I see that, I get that. But I would take a step back and say, but language is sneakier than we like. And just because at the first sentence of a book, we redefine what we mean by hero doesn't mean that that definition is going to stick because our cultural tidal wave, um, of these more negative uses of, of hero just aren't going to be stopped because of a couple caveats. And I think, uh, so, so like at Life in the Vine, uh, we do these like what we call visual icons or, um, and we're, you know, things set to music that just kind of help us like meditate or prepare for worship and things like that. But we've always had a rule of thumb of you can never put the image of a president in an icon. And the reason is because you can't control that symbol is no matter what kind of context or flow in that or meaning that you want to create around why you'd put a president on, you know, this is years ago. So for this is like, uh, George HW Bush, you know, and things like that and Obama or whatever, you know, we just said good or bad. You just can't put a president on there because it's going to mean so many different things to so many people that it's just going to, that like the, the meaning is just going to explode. It's like you just can't control it. And I think hero is one of those words. Like, All good attentions aside, we just can't control what work that's going to do in people's hearts. Just like you said, like, you know, so people want to be heroes now, or am I supposed to be a hero? Am I a hero enough? How do I gauge my heroicity and things like that? And so I was thinking, um, in a parallel kind of passage, you know, Jesus, he busts James and John, right? For wanting to sit at his right hand, you know, and all the other disciples, you know, in the story in Mark 10, um, He busts James and John, he says, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be a servant. Whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. For many, so this is an opportunity where Jesus could have tried to redefine what it means to be a ruler, to redefine what it means to be a master, to redefine what it means to be a hero. But he didn't do that. Is he said actually, let's not redefine that word. We just need to do go to the opposite side. We are going to be servants. We're going to be slaves. So my question to you, Dave, is what would be the opposite, or what would be the the correlated term of being not being called a hero, but being something else in this right. scenario.
1: Uh, great question. And I think this, uh, I got an answer. Okay. uh, by the way, I'm not just, I don't think we're trying to be cute here. I mean, when we talk about language, I think people are saying, oh, come on, you're getting too analytical on us. No, the inner workings of ego identity is so important in a church planter's life because you can get so depressed within two to three years if you're not living up to your construction of what you think success is, of what people are saying about you. You, You've got this idealized conception of what you think you should be in order to be a successful church planner. If it's a hero or even a hero maker, I fear two to three years you're going to be dealing with all this massive disappointment and depression and wondering why. And so we need a way to think about our, who we are in a way that does not engrandize one's own role in the way God plants his church to such a point that it lifts you up as a hero or, or lifts people that you work with as heroes. And so for me, by the way, I do do this. I try to give people an idea of what it looks like to be a church planter. I, okay, I'm going to do, this has not worked out well when I've given this alternative construction of what it means to be a church planter. But I have said Che Che Guevara revolutionary, underground (laughs) revolutionary. Someone, now I don't know if Che Guevara fits, but someone who does not draw attention to himself, but works very subtly, very conscientiously, very persistently, faithfully on the ground cultivating, revolution relationships uh what this is about that's the by the way a revolutionary cannot confront power head on he or she must do it on the ground and slowly cultivate what god is doing to some extent a revolution is always out of your own control it must be a confluence of events you know badu and all these other ideas um about revolution revolution doesn't happen out of one person doing it. It happens out of confluence of events same way with the kingdom of God. It's God working and cultivating his kingdom. So I want to contend better than Hero Maker is kind of uh, uh on the ground, under let's call it underground revolutionary. What's your what's your uh identity marker
0: for well, church so I like that. So instead of a hero that's visible, it's lifted up, it's given a lot of uh, prestige and recognition. It's the anonymous underground revolutionary who may be nameless. An anonymous uh, meaning of-
1: just not public profile. I'm the greatest hero. I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm better than a hero. I'm a hero maker. Okay. Not, not, not a pro public profile, but a very on-the-ground, persistent, faithful cultivation of his kingdom. This, folks, is the way the kingdom's going to come in the United States of America. It's not going to be on Fox News. It's not going to be on CNN. It's going to be on the ground. Okay. Well, let's
0: see if I can tighten the screw uh, with one more twist here because, you know, I think uh, think there's a certain, I'll just put it out there, I think there's a certain ego formation uh, for people who are underground revolutionaries. Oh, you know, kind of like a, a martyrdom complex. Oh, I'm the I'm the undertrodden pastor who no one will ever know, but I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep doing this and screw all those, you know, public personas and you know, famous pastors and I'm doing the real work. And so I think there can also be an inverted kind of uh way in which we can lick our wounds um while calling yes. ourselves on the underground and the faithful. So I, I so so here's this other one. I'm gonna go halfway in between are you ready? Yes, I'm what ready. What if we all decided Bated to, breath. What if we all decided to be sidekicks? The superhero sidekick, the goofy younger brother, Robin to the Batman, you know, the thing, they're involved, but they're not the main deal. They're kind of there for comic relief. They kind of get the other people, you know, involved, but they don't get the spotlight. They don't, they don't come up with all the plans. They don't get all the accolades, but they're there. Uh, so I submit to you that Jesus, if he were to update his saying, rather than saying, don't be called masters or rulers, but be called savists and servants of all, he'd say, don't be considered the superhero who gets all the attention, who gets the bat signal called when things are going wrong. Just be the sidekick. Be the guy that comes along, dutifully does the work, and raise up other sidekicks to come along, dutifully do the work. Sometimes they'll get noticed, sometimes they don't. They don't take themselves too seriously. Can we all be sidekicks for the kingdom of God? What do you think there, Dr. Fitch?
1: Uh, I like it. Um, It has some merits to it, meaning uh, I think that Jesus is the one we serve and his rule in the world is the way we go, which is lamb of the lamb that rules through his presence but it doesn't do anything for me. Sidekicks doesn't do anything for
0: me. <laughs> of course not, because you want to be the hero, Dave Fitch. No, you no. need to submit your ego <laughs> to something else and be a sidekick, Doctor
1: Fitch. Here's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of, um, I'm thinking of subversive, uh, underground, revolutionary. And I'm thinking this is the. Per- I'm thinking of the many pastors I know pastoring these small flocks in all these towns and villages. And they're getting, you know, they don't always see uh, terrific results. They don't always get in front of crowds of 5,000 people. They don't always get to build the $5 million Justice Center and get the accolades in the newspapers and on the TV. But they're the heroes, man. They are the heroes. Why? They know that God is at work. They have an A uncompromising, persistent faith in seeing God's presence persistently at work in their neighborhoods and all the suffering and the pain, and they're just continuing to cultivate it. And then these explosions of God's kingdom happen here and there, and together it's all leading to this great uh, kingdom of God, uh, day when Christ will return. But this kind of Simple persistence, faithfulness, confidence that God's working, and seeing these little flashes of the kingdom here and there. That's the life we're called to, to lead the church of Jesus Christ. I don't think a lot is getting done by the heroes, the celebrity pastors. Uh, God bless you all, I love you but I'm rooting for the true and the real heroes I guess what this podcast has really done for me is now I'm calling all the subversionary revolutionaries heroes and I'm saying Dave Ferguson, you're right let's call them heroes
0: but, <laughs> see exactly, you've sold out to the hero but, but they're uh,
1: heroes because they never word. aspired to You'll be heroes you become
0: captivated by the word you're no longer trying to redefine it you were just trying to uh, reuse it and repackage it I think we should go with sidekicks. We'll leave that up to the listeners. Do you think we should be called hero makers? Should we be subversive underground hero makers? Or should we be sidekick makers? We'll let you all decide as we leap into the new year.
1: In my uh, summary comment, identity formation is really important to a church planter and his life and his family and we need to do it, and we need to do it well. We need to get an understanding of who we are and how to serve the king in in the building of his kingdom, in his building of his kingdom. So anyways, I hope this has been helpful to some people. I know, Actually, I think it's been helpful to me. And we applaud, by the way, the works, uh, the working of Exponential and and our brothers, Dave Ferguson, Ed Stetzer, Warren Bird, and others. Uh, but and, and at the very least, we've had a good conversation about what it means to be a church planter and identity formation. And so, once again, uh, I'm the sidekick to Holesclaw. <laughs> sidekick to Holesclaw. I just want to say thanks again for everybody, Theology on Mission, listening. Give us a review if you can. If it's a good one, if it's a bad one, uh, well, then
0: we'll just like, go. We'll keep you know. it. Hey, about reviews, thanks for that plug there, uh, Dave. Uh, well done. I didn't even Don't go on. That.
1: People are about ready to
0: tune off. But people, no, I just wanted to give a shout out to Philip Burns, who wrote a review who we've been connecting with uh, about maybe taking some classes at Northern. Thank you so much for listening, as well as Jamison Linwood, who just put a review over the last couple months. Thank you so much for listening. We're about halfway through our third season. Dave, can you uh, believe we've been doing this for over two years? We're in our third year. Uh, we're halfway through the season, but this is the last one for 2017. We're so glad you're listening. And if you have anything you would want us to talk about, hit us up at on Twitter or Facebook. Dave, where are you on Twitter? FitChest. Bitch ass, F-I-T-C-H-E-S-T, one word. I'm at at Jeff Holsglaw, Jeff with the a G, G-E-O-F-F people. Don't spell my name wrong when you email me. I take it personal. <laughs> Until then, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to
1: leave. Uh, thanks so much, 2017. Thanks to so much for everybody out there, Theology on Mission. God bless church planters, pastors everywhere. Till next year, over and out. So long.